0: one nine hundred twenty minutes that's how long Eli has been our QB 7,801,920 minutes that's how long Eli has been our QB with fumbles pick sixes against the Minnesota Vikings two Super Bowls and now it's Daniel Jones time. 801, 9020 minutes. That's how long Eli has been our QB. Time for Danny. Time for Danny. Come on, David, sing it. Hey, come on. Time for Danny. Daniel Jones! Okay, Seasons of Love, we get it. Seasons of Love, time for Daniel Jones. David and everybody, uh, we are live-streaming simultaneously on the same time on Twitter, on Periscope, and we are currently recording our pregame show for the Buccaneers on the podcast app at the same time because David and I are actually in the same room.
1: For like the first time in quite some time. Yeah, quite some time. We never get the chance to do this.
0: Yeah, and it's always when we're in Philly. We can never actually record when we're in the same room in Jersey where we're actually both happy.
1: Yeah, well, I'd rather be down here.
0: You'd rather be in Philly? Yeah. Why?
1: I hate New York. I've been over this. Wow, I no. don't like New York. No, we've never talked about this. No, I'm from there, and I can't stand it. Why? Um, it's just, it, people are like, oh, it's the city that never sleeps. That's a bad thing. People need to sleep. You like sleep? I want to sleep.
0: Okay. All right, I get you.
1: Too much going on all the time.
0: I get you. All right, so uh, David Double underscore Powis, you are from New York. You are a Giants fan. You are a Yankees fan. This is a podcast called Bleeding Blue. My name is Justin. <clears throat> I am also a Yanks fan. I'm also a Giants fan. If you're a first-time listener, thank you for welcome. listening. Well, welcome. Welcome. Because we had uh, probably a lot of uh, first-time listeners this week. I hope and hopefully you can continue to listen. Hopefully uh, you continue to love us and love the New York football Giants and everything that we do and everything in their glory. So, uh, David, What's up? exciting football game this weekend. Uh, I believe the equivalent to all those minutes that I described and I had trouble remembering uh, during the intro, I believe the equivalent is 5,418 days. I believe that's the equivalent, um, to the, the amount of times that Eli, that we've known that Eli Manning is our QB. That is no longer the case anymore.
1: First and foremost, what I'm really excited for this week, um, is I'm excited to just play football. There's so much going
0: on with, with Eli and Danny and, and, and Danny. And what are we going to call Daniel Jones from here on out? I like Danny. Danny. Because I feel like talking giant does did Talking Giants copyright Danny Dimes? I don't know. Do I'm that, gonna I'm gonna let them have it. Yeah, they can have it. We don't really like it. Danny. Never, never, never vibes with me
1: fully. I'm okay with Danny. Let's do Danny. Let's do Danny. Danny yeah. yeah. So I, I'm excited to just finally let Danny play football. Let him be our quarterback. Let's see how we do. It's kinda like when people talk about the Super Bowl, right? So the those two weeks leading up to the Super Bowl, everybody is like everybody is like, you know, um, the commercials and the media and the, the interviews and everything. And finally, when you get to the game, once like that first drive starts, everyone forgets about all that. And it's about, it's about the game now. Right. Um, so I think it's, it's exciting to, after all this time, finally, we've got our answers are going to be a good one. We'll find out, but we've got our answer. And I'm, I'm really excited to just get into some football and, and, and see the guy play and see the guy play against the live, the against a live regular season defense.
0: Yeah, I mean, because during the preseason, there are no longer the excuses of, oh, vanilla defense, the starters aren't out there, you're playing second stringers, you're playing third stringers, and also just, it's been a few years, and regardless of how you feel on the Eli side of the spectrum of, oh, is Eli Eli one of the main causes for why this team has been held behind the last few years? I mean, definitely, you know, everybody deserves their own fair share of blame. But Eli Manning has not been the same guy that he has been earlier in his career. It's been a different team. It's been a different quarterback and the league has moved along while Eli Manning has kind of stayed behind. We finally have no, no longer does anybody have the excuse that the quarterback is the main cause at least for now, at least for now we need to see how Jones plays, but I'm just excited for that breath of fresh air and Pat Leonard. Pat Leonard even reported this week. Now this could be biased reporting in a way, but I keep on blocking you, David, with okay. my with your, my hand your, motions. Your,
1: your hand gesticulation is yeah. has always been very good. But, but so Pat
0: Leonard, Pat Leonard, I even think Matt Lombardo has even uh, has even expressed that there has been a a breath of fresh air in the room and in the locker room this week, and I really hope that that can be felt tangibly. On the field, I do not trust Pat Leonard. To Andrew Pat Andrew Leonard. Owens in our in our periscope live stream just said, "Do you trust Pat Leonard?" And no, I don't. I even but don't even what trust I, Matt. But what Matt I, Lombardo. But.
1: but what I will say, Matt Lombardo is <laughs> But what I will say is, look at this from Pat Shermer's perspective, right? So he's finally he's got he's got his team because everybody agrees, and this is into last year. Everybody agrees that. Eli Manning was not Pat Shermer's guy. It's not who Pat Shermer wanted. You could see multiple times last season. Justin, you and I both talked about it. You can see Shermer is visibly frustrated with Eli, not from like the you're a player who's not performing, but from the this is why I don't want you playing. These are the problems he could see it, and right. we've documented where right. those things come, where that, where those issues came from. So now, if you're Pat Shermer, you walk into the building uh, yesterday for the first time. And you say, well, I got my team now. Like now let's do this. Like let's go now. So it has to be a pretty freeing feeling for a lot of those guys in the front office that they can finally say, okay, this is our team. Let's mold this team the way that we envisioned it. When we got started with everything. So so I, it's gotta be a a light feeling in the locker room right now. They, They, they must feel like they've got a new lease
0: on this season. Right. So David, let's actually tangibly talk about this Sunday. We kind of said what we needed to say about Eli Manning. Um, Let's talk about this Sunday. Let's talk about kind of what you expect to see out of this Giants offense with Daniel Jones in there. Um, I I would just say to start out, you know, we've gone over run pass option. We've gone over play action rollouts. We've gone over um, just being able to do more. The read option is also included in that. Being included to do more, the playbook opens up a little bit more, a lot more, with Daniel Jones in there as opposed to Eli Manning. However, I think one thing that this Giants offense does have going for them this Sunday is the fact that the Buccaneers don't know what they are going to see. They can't fully know what they are going to see. And even if you look at Daniel Jones's, um tape from the preseason, we saw one run pass option slant to Golden Tate. We barely saw Daniel Jones really utilize his mobility at all. Um, we barely even saw we did not see any read options because that wouldn't make any sense for them to run during the preseason because you don't want your running because you don't want your quarterback running. So all of these different things that Daniel Jones can do. And also just to, we didn't see that.
1: Yeah, and, and to interrupt you really quick, from a from a very simple point of view, we've never seen Daniel Jones and Saquon Barkley share the field. Right. They've never been on the field together. So Daniel Jones has never seen an opposing defense stacking the box against Saquon. They saw and opposing defense game plan game, game planning, but but game planning drives, drive planning for Wayne Gallman or Paul Perkins or Jonathan Hillman or uh Rod Smith, it's extremely different. That's got to be a completely different uh mentality as, as of quarterback going in knowing that's the guy behind you. It's got to, it, there's no way that it's not going to allow for so much so many new things and so much new versatility on this to use that word. So much versatility for, for this for this offense and for Daniel Jones. I think he is so capable of doing so many more things. Um, it's just a matter of, you know, down the road, I think those things will definitely happen, but it's a matter of at this point, early on, first NFL game, what will he be comfortable doing against right.
0: a talented Buccaneers defense? Right. So that's going for him. All of those things are going for him right now. Stolen Shepard's going to be back.
1: Stone Shepard will be back. Co- Cody uh, Latimer's out. Cody Latimer's out. Benny There's, Fowler.
0: Benny Fowler's questionable.
1: And it looks like Darius Slayton's going to play.
0: I don't know if I. I don't know if I put that in my brain as like a a good thing. No, not a good thing. But or I just. As I like just. You you would rather not. I don't know if that's going to be an impact player necessarily. You don't
1: think so? I actually so. I, I was going to mention this later on, probably, but we'll get into it now. I'm actually very excited for Darius Slayton if he does play. Because I think you're going to see a very different offense, Justin. We touched on this a little bit earlier in the week. Now we're, I'm a little bit more comfortable in wide, wider sets and and spreading the field out a little bit more. So I don't mind having a guy whose whose calling card is
0: taking the top of the defense, especially if oh. especially if Cody Latimer is going to be out because Benny Fowler. While well, Benny Fowler is he's solid, Benny Fowler's solid. Poor man's Cody Latimer. He's a good. I, I like that. He's a poor man's yeah. Cody Latimer, and. Um, Darius Slayton could really bring that quote-unquote physical, even though Darius Slayton isn't the biggest guy in the world, he could bring that presence down the field very much like he did in the Cincinnati Bengals' third preseason game. So that could be something to look out for. But I don't know. I think they just rely more on TJ Jones, Russell Shepard, and even Cody Core. Like, you know, we even saw some of, those, some of those guys and some of those names last week. I even think they rely on those three guys a lot more than they will – Darius Slayton, but I could be wrong. I could be well, wrong I'm and I not hope saying, I'm wrong. I'm
1: not saying that I don't think, I think Darius Slayton is going to, you know, get a lion's share of targets. Right. My point is, I think he might take a, he might be a little bit more of a factor in a slightly different now looking offense yeah. than he would have in the last two weeks. So him coming back this week is actually very good timing to come back with yeah. Daniel Jones starting. Devin White's out. Devin White's out. That's probably, that's definitely the biggest storyline on that, on on, on Tampa side is Devin White being it. That's got to be really comforting for a, or a rookie quarterback in, in his NFL debut. Although, to be fair, you know, uh, the Buccaneers, well, let's get in, let's get into Tampa a little bit. Let's talk a little bit about Tampa. Yeah. So so the Tampa Bay defense um, is really good. They've played really, really well. They held, they held Christian McCaffrey to 56 yards last week. Obviously, they held Cam Newton to not doing much, but Cam right. Newton's not doing much against anybody these days.
0: And even that 49ers rushing offense, and they have like three – Solid. Pretty much solid running backs in Matt Breida, Tevin Coleman, and I'm I, the third one is escaping me, but you know, they almost got something like 30 carries and they held them to under four yards, pretty sure under right. f- to four yards carry. So, you know, that, that run defense, they like to stack the box. I mean, Ta- Todd Bowles. I mean, we we know how good Todd Bowles is between, you know, his days with Arizona and then going to the Jets. Um, you know, we know his defensive play calling and we know that's always gonna be top notch.
1: Yeah, they're they're they are a talented, especially in the front seven. Levante David has been doing his thing for, for, for so long now. Um, I think people forget that on the inside, you've got Dominic and Sue.
0: Yeah. Um, Remember how scrappy the game was against Buffalo last week at times yeah. for like no reason. Yeah. And I, you know, I actually got frustrated with like that Bill's defense line. Cause it's like, what are you, you're, you're literally winning the game and you're, and you're punching our offense alignment. Stop it. So I wouldn't be surprised to see some, uh, some scrappy play and our offensive alignment kind of, kind of fighting those uh, yeah. bucks defense alignment off.
1: Yeah. So, so. A lot of the reason why Tampa's had success in the early part of the year has been because they've been able to get pressure. They've gotten pressure on the opposing quarterback. They, they've they made him uncomfortable, whether it was Cam or Jimmy Garoppolo in week one. They've made them uncomfortable um, and forced some turnovers. With this Giants offense, I just don't see that happening. I, I, I am that confident in the Giants offensive line. I know it's been it's only been two weeks, but and this is part of the reason I think that really sealed Eli's fate even more. This offensive line is playing; they're they're essentially everything we were hoping they would be. They open running lanes, and they protect the quarterback. And they
0: actually probably have been protecting the quarterback better than they've been opening running lanes. And they've so, been and they've been playing good football against good front seven. Yes, exactly. that's the thing that these that these first two weeks. Why I'm not so hesitant to not trust the offensive line this week it's because i think daniel jones can bring more to the table inside and outside of the pocket than eli manning granted we know that daniel jones has poor ball security we know that and that if there's one thing that's a major concern however it's not it's not really a major concern i mean that's that's just a rookie concern is it not yeah, is it, no, i don't i don't think that's is. i don't think that's unique to daniel jones at all i think that's just a, a rookie concern just taking care of the ball take some time to gain that awareness yeah. to understand yeah. So, I mean, obviously, if there's if that's an issue that you're considering to be, you know, a Daniel Jones issue, well, that's just a rookie issue, you know, no matter who the rookie quarterback is. So keep that in mind as well. But this Giants offensive line, the Cowboys front seven, the Bills front seven, you know, they're, they're very well known. They're very good defenses. I would say, I don't know, especially that Dallas front seven, just because we've seen them more often and they've wrecked more havoc against the Giants in years past. And the Giants have done a, a fantastic job. Even when we've been involved in games that are shootouts, Not, I'm saying shootouts in terms of the Giants are being called to throw the ball because they're behind, even when we are getting in those types of games, they've held their own.
1: Yeah, and, and now you look at the way that this team is going to be playing, I think, going forward. It puts the offensive line in more favorable situations. You've got a quarterback that can help them it's it's a, it, you know a mobile quarterback like that really helps more than he hurts a quarterback who is capable of running some RPOs which just it makes the defense hesitate anything to make the defensive line in front seven hesitate is good for the offensive yeah. line it helps them out helps them hold their blocks longer open up running lanes open up you know anything you need they you, an offensive line can do so i think looking at this game on sunday Tampa poses a threat. Don't get me wrong. Their, their front seven is very, very good. They, they, the reason why they managed to win last week was because of their defense, not because of their offense. The offense has looked unimpressive, in all honesty. But the if you're, if you're a Giants fan looking for some reason to be excited about Sunday besides Daniel Jones, if you're excited that Daniel Jones is playing, but you're hesitant because you're afraid of what it's going to mean for this week, I actually think – this is a very, very good week for Daniel Jones to play because I think it will help the Giants ultimately counteract where Tampa Bay's strength is. That's a great point. I've concluded my statement.
0: It's it's a great point. I'm also thinking on the, on the back of my brain, the screen game too, mm-hmm. that we're actually going, that I think we actually have a quarterback now that defenses have to respect the screen game, whereas before you didn't have to respect it. If Eli Manning found a way to complete a screen, great. Then you just maybe allow that, you know, those 10, 15 yards whenever Eli would once in a blue moon actually complete a screen pass. But you actually have a quarterback now that you need to respect the screen game, not just from the tight end spot, not just from the running back spot, but also with the wide receivers. I'm excited to see some possible, some Sterling Shepard screens, I'm thinking get, get I'm Benny thinking, Fowler out front blocking. I'm thinking
1: even more than a Sterling Shepard screen. I'm thinking Darius Slayton screen. Mm. I think Pat Shermer will use Darius Slayton very creatively. I think he might, he might only manage 10 or 12 snaps. But he's not going to be there just to be a decoy. I really do think they're excited to get him back on the football field. Yeah. What, so, what is a
0: what is he a 4-3 four, four, three, four, three speed?
1: Dan, uh, Pat Shermer said in in his interview in, in an interview today in, during the media session, he said, "I believe if we stood the entire team on the goal line ten times in a row and ran a race, Darius Lee would win the race ten out of ten
0: times." Wow. So maybe some even I'm thinking of not reverses, but you know, just wide receiver what you, what, you, what jet, the fuck? Jet, su- jet sweeps. Jet sweeps. Yeah, I Thank you, David. Jet sweeps, yeah. yeah. Jet sweeps. So I'm thinking even BC, you know, definitely one of them, you know, and the, Get my, them going. The my favorite, is- yeah, my favorite line when I watch Giants games is that when we run a really good play within like the first or the second quarter, that's like a jet sweep or an Evan Ingram screen or something like that. I think to myself, well, we can't run that can't play. Run that <laughs> again. <laughs> can't run that can't again. Can't run it twice. <laughs> we used it. That was the one time yeah. we got to use so it. So I definitely think they will
1: use him creatively. Sterling, Sterling Shepard coming back is is enormous, and and it's enormous, you know, regardless of who the quarterback is. Getting getting your one of your guys back is big, mm-hmm. especially with Latimer going out, and with Russell Shepard being out. But I think it's even more important, obviously, with Daniel Jones playing. You need the guys who have been there, done that. But it's also important to note, Daniel Jones has no practice with Sterling Shepard. Mm. i'm sure they've practiced together but preseason no live game reps next to nothing but with him when golden tate comes back almost nothing with golden
0: tate i think i think the the connection with evan ingram is going to be there though because they're they're very close off the field and i feel like a lot of the times you know when you're close with those guys even off the field you're talking about football you're talking about kind of like your your preferences where you like the ball, where you like to catch the ball, you know, and what kind of positions you want to be catching the ball to get yak in yards after the catch. So I think Danny Don't, Dan, Dan, Danny Dones. Danny Dones. Danny, Dones. Danny, Dones. Da, Danny Jones, and Evan Ingram have that relationship really established, which is also you know we we already mentioned about Devin White being out, which is why Evan Ingram has the potential for a big game. So David, do you have any other comments on? Um, oh, we have a moth in the room. Do you have any other? <laughs> do you have any other comments on the Giants? Oh, this is going to be a distraction. Don't, don't. We we can't. We got to. This is this is this is radio. We got to keep going. We got to keep powering through. Um, <laughs> David's looking the left. I'm shit. ready. <laughs> David's gonna smack this thing. David, do you have any other? Uh, oh, 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 oh! Shoot! Did, oh, wait, did you get it? Yes, a little bit. He's injured. Did you use my shoe? I used
1: my
0: hand. Oh God!
1: It's hiding. It's gonna come out while you're sleeping, Justin. It's hiding where? Somewhere over there. You didn't kill it. No.
0: God damn it! All right, David, do you have the uh, do you have any other comments on uh, the Giants' offense slash Tampa Bay defense before we move to the other side of the ball? Um, no, I don't think so. I, I don't think there's
1: anything huge. Well, I mean, we'll get into probably maybe like a prediction or two later on. But okay, I I, I think we touched we touched all the main points. All right, all right. This Tampa Bay, uh, what you feel like you were about to say something? I was going to introduce the Tampa Bay offense. Do it, um, Justin. I'm worried.
0: If you're worried you're if, worried about if, what?
1: If you're if you're a Giants fan, and I said if you're Giants fan looking for a reason to be excited or, or not to be worried about Daniel Jones, they're there. If you're a Giants fan and you're worried about the defense, you have very good reason to be worried about the defense, in my opinion. Tampa Bay offense is predicated on two things primarily in my eyes. There's two things that worry me. Um they've got extremely talented tight ends in O.J. Howard and Cameron Bree. And They have very good deep ball wide receivers. Come to mind initially is Mike Evans, who's more the uh, deep down the field jump ball kind of guy. And Justin, your favorite player on the planet right now. Oh, yeah. Chris Godwin, who is just one of those really talented route runners, gets himself open, gets himself in space, um, dynamic with the ball. And he's had a very, very hot start to his, to his year. Mike Evans has not had quite as hard, as hot a start to his year. Um, and I'm not overly worried about Evans just because Janoris Jenkins has played okay. If there's one person on the defense who I'm not extremely worried about is Janoris Jenkins, I think he can do his thing. But uh, between two, two capable, talented tight ends and... A really good wide receiver and Chris Godwin at being able to get himself in space and just finding plus matchups, get himself to a first down marker, that worries me. Jameis Winston doesn't worry me, uh, but at this point, I, we can't take any quarterback lightly. We can't take any offense lightly.
0: Right. Chris Godwin, um, he was my main we, – we've talked about fantasy football a few times on the pregame show. And it actually is relevant. Like fantasy research, especially when you're looking at opposing teams, is very relevant. You know, especially if you look at catch rate, if you look at targets, if you look at yards per reception and kind of those and kind of those stats. Um, but Chris Godwin is Tampa Bay's number one wide receiver right now. He's listed as number two in the depth chart. Obviously, your number one cornerback is going to go on Mike Evans, and you're even probably going to have some sort of safety over the top that's always going to be siding with Mike Evans. But Chris Godwin right now is tampa bay's number one wide receiver and you kind of i i made sure that chris godwin was a guy on almost every single one of my fantasy football teams i am in three leagues i'm pretty sure i have chris godwin in two in two leagues but especially in the league that i care most about i was going to reach for chris chris godwin because what mainly he does david he finds the end zone he had seven touchdowns last year in 59 receptions 95 targets Now that's a 62% catch rate, but I really do think, like you're seeing this year, he has a 73% catch rate in two games. 11 receptions, 15 targets. He had eight. And now Thursday night football, I always say one of the toughest things to do in the National Football League is play a competitive football game and play a good, clean, sound football game on Thursday night. Well, Thursday night, the (laughs) NFL, the and I think teams
1: would agree with you because the NFL Thursday night football is one of the worst products
0: so bad I've ever seen.
1: But I have a problem justin i'm gonna do, let me take an aside really quick, yeah, I have a big problem because I gotta be honest, I'm one of those people who complains about Thursday Night football but then supports it like if if nobody watched at all ever they right. wouldn't do it anymore because right. it's all about the money for them,
0: mm-hmm.
1: but there I am every week like a moron sitting there watching the game and and I someone loved that. I, I know that's what's going to happen. So I, I really – it's wrong. I'm a hypocrite for complaining. So I can't complain about Thursday Night Football. But I do agree with you Yeah, silently
0: yeah. in my heart. Yeah, so I mean one of the toughest things to do is actually perform well on Thursday Night Football. And there was Chris Godwin who had eight reception, nine nine targets, 121 yards and a touchdown. Very nice touchdown, might I add. It was a very nice touchdown that was kind of deep down the field. Um, He really ran some nice routes. He really – like David said, he's great at finding space – He's great at now. This is something that Jameis Winston does routinely, where he does not want to just get the ball like that Bruce Arians offense and Jameis Winston's MO is not necessarily getting the ball out of his hands quickly. You know, he's going to improvise. And even though he looks very slow and unathletic while doing it, he's kind of tough to bring down. He's a big body guy. You know, he's not mobile, but he is certainly tough to bring down. And that concerns me. That definitely does 100% concern me. Uh, regardless of what pass rush the Giants do or don't have, because I just don't like quarterbacks that stay up. Because I think one of the toughest things to do in the NFL is to actually go in, get your hands on a quarterback, and actually bring them down to the ground. Especially if you are coming in on an on a blitz and you are not being touched, and you are coming in like a bat out of hell, or all the, all the quarterback has to do is sidestep you, and you are like, and then you know you get well exactly except Reli, you know, and then you get your ankles broken. So I honestly do think it's one of the toughest things to do in the NFL and kind of Josh Allen and Jameis Winston are similar in that way. So anyway, what Chris Godwin is good at doing, he is good. He has that great connection with Jameis Winston where he can improvise just like Jameis Winston. He always flows with Winston whenever he breaks containment. Um, Chris Godwin and I'll, and obviously I'm talking, we're talking about Godwin so much is because not only is he Tampa, is he Tampa's leading receiver to start the year. He has a touchdown in each game so far, but He's going up against DeAndre Baker, <laughs> and you know Chris Godwin. He's he he's six one. He's a little bit bigger. He's a little bit more physical. Uh, I don't really know Chris Godwin's forty time, but I will. But I will tell you something. If uh, DeAndre Baker is going to be playing off the line of scrimmage again, if and, he, and if he isn't going to be playing press coverage, Chris Godwin's going to find space and he's going to eat and he's going to tear DeAndre Baker apart all day. All day. Yeah. It's and, what really what it is going to be.
1: And simply, like I said about the tight ends also, Cameron Breit and O.J. Howard are both excellent down the field options, specifically O.J. Howard. Again, this, like I said last week, it's going to come down to the safeties. In my opinion, it comes down to Antoine Bethea and it comes down to Jabril Peppers. They both need to be better, and it's it's very, very simple. I'm not talking Jabril Peppers. I'm, I'm seeing everyone comparing Jabril Peppers to Landon Collins. Naturally, because that feels like the na- that's what the trade in quotes was, but we just need Jabril Peppers to play like Jabril Peppers ha- and, and be solid, be a solid veteran that he was turning into in Cleveland. Antoine Buffet, we need what on his on his profile on his on his preview. Justin, you and I both just lauded him for consistency. Yeah. He needs to be be that consistent player. DeAndre Baker, it can't get much worse. So DeAndre Baker, I'm hoping they allow him to play in his wheelhouse a little bit more, a little more bump and run coverage, a little bit more up. Hopefully they allow him to do that and and he can start performing at a higher level. But the point is, I kind of liked what I saw from the defense in the second half. Now, I know people are going to say, well, you know, Buffalo had a 14-point lead. Naturally, you're going to take the foot off the gas pedal. Under I I get that point I understand it and but it's also true. but also you can't you can't control what an opposing right. offense looks like right and my main point is the defense has been has been so bad that honestly string stops together I don't care when they come how right. they come why they come string stops together is a is a step in the right direction and for a young defense string stops together reminds you that you can play defense you you what you're doing is working you're you're making it difficult for another team to, to move the ball. And you know it wasn't just a matter of okay they were able to stop the run, they got pressure, tip balls that could turn into interceptions. You know there was a play on the on the scoring drive for Buffalo that, that sealed
0: the game, where tip ball, Antoine Bethea was a, was a half step short of picking it off. It was it was Baker and Bethea. I think Bethea pulled up on because that play he Baker because he thought Baker was going to take his head off. Right. So towards in the second half of that game,
1: the defense played. A solid game played well enough to keep the Giants in the game, right. and the offense sputtered. They couldn't do anything.
0: I think the Giants win the game if if the officials actually call that Josh Allen a fumble, a fumble, and not and not forward progress.
1: I also think they win the game if the Giants were able to put more, were able to well, put more than seven points up on the board right. in a spam where the defense was not only not allowing points but not allowing yards. They weren't they right. weren't allowing time of possession. They right. were getting the ball back. So from from a defensive point of view, going into Tampa. There are definitely things that worry me. I do think that Tampa's got the kind of offense that could really exploit the Giants' weaknesses. But I also think the offense will be more productive this week. I think them being able to open up the playbook will help the defense ultimately. That's been my point for a couple weeks now. So I'm interested to see if now that this entire team is now kind of the – the rebuild has fully taken shape and has fully begun now the re- that that meaning daniel jones is now starting we've completely moved on i'm in- interested to see how that affects the entire team because those kinds of things really can affect the entire team you hope it's a breath of fresh air yeah it's it's a it's it's the it's the last piece of the as dave gettleman's put it the culture change it's a, it's that's the last piece of that you know for, for a young defense, it's got to be a lot more fun, a lot more exciting, and a lot more optimistic to walk out onto the field after your team just scored, after your rookie quarterback just scored. And and, and you know the entire mood in the locker room, like we were talking about earlier, Justin, the entire mood in the locker room is more positive. On the sidelines, it's more positive. People are high-fiving each other instead of staring at screens, trying to figure out what the hell is going on, right. why they can't move the ball. Those little things for a young team are extremely important. Remem- reminding yourself that you can be as successful as you were when you were in college, winning every football game.
0: Do you think the Giants can score all sixteen games this year? The first offense possession that they have, I don't see why they can't. Well, I really don't.
1: I really don't. I don't see why they can't, and because they've they've done that for years now. First first possession, even into the second possession, they've they are one of probably. I'm gonna, I'm going to do this research. I'm I'm going to take this on myself. I'm going to find out where they rank on first possessions and then where they rank in every possession after that. It's insanity. If you take out the first possession, where do they rank? It, it's crazy to me. You know, Every week they tease you because they they walk out and take last week, right? Five straight runs. Saquon Barkley runs down their throats. You have a beautiful little reverse. Everything is great. Everyone's high-fiving. It's a great time. You're up 7-0. And then they didn't score again until the fourth quarter. But, no, it's, it's all defense's
0: fault. Am I right? All right, uh, David. David, let's talk about some predictions to kind of wrap up and to uh, move forward in our game day preparation, on our game day day. David, what do you think is going to happen? Who's going to win? Go ahead. I'm going to give it one more try. I, I'm going to give it one
1: more try. I've, I've picked Giants both the last weeks. I promise you I'm not a homer. I just have not I felt confident. This week I'm giving it one more try that we're going to they're going to put it together. I think Daniel Jones starting is a huge deal for this team from a schematic point of view, from an X's and O's point of view, but also from the point of view of just a breath of fresh air, taking a deep breath as a team. Like I said at the very very beginning, it's almost like they've got a new lease on this season. They're Owen 2, I understand, but I think they're going to really react positively to making this change. At least something is happening. Um, I don't think it'll be impressive. I don't think it'll be pretty. But I do think I think the defense makes just enough plays. I really do think the defense is, is playing better, is going to begin playing better than people are expecting them to. And I think the offense will be a lot more productive and a
0: lot more efficient this week. David, I think the Giants lose. I knew that was coming. They really tore my heart out of my chest last week after I thought that they were going to win. Um, how, how confident were you? I was 169% confident that the New York football Giants were going to win last week. I, I just don't know. I don't know what to see, and I and I don't want to go back to that newness comment that I made in Dallas week one where I said the Giants were going to lose because there are just too many things that were new for the Giants, and there was too much consistency and too much continuity that Dallas had, because, like you know, like I said at the beginning, like I said to kind of start off the show, the Bucks don't know that much about the Giants with Daniel Jones. We don't know that much about the Giants with Daniel Jones. We don't know. You know, we, we some a lot of us don't even barely even know who Daniel Jones is and the type of quarterback that he is because of the fact that he played at Duke that he wasn't necessarily playing at one of these top schools. So, you know, really, this is going to be the first time that most of the country is going to see who Daniel Jones is in a regular season football game that matters. I mean, how how big would it be? How big would it be? Again, just win a football game that matters. Win a football game that matters. And I know 0 2 what you're your you know, while, while the while some kind of tangible hope is still alive when you're in the month of September. 0 2 you have like what a, a 14% to make it the playoffs. Your your percent your percent of chances of making the playoffs are down in the teens when you're 0-2. But just give us give Giants fans something. Something to tangibly get excited over. Give us a win in September. Give us a win in September while it matters, and give the fan base something optimistic to really look forward to. You know, and, and I I'm talking about winning. But, regardless of even if we don't win, and let's just say it's because of this it's because of this defense right let's just say you know this defense gives up thirty five points or whatever if Daniel Jones got goes out there and he sustains drives and he looks good, and we're seeing different things out of this offense, and we're not getting frustrated with Pat Shermer with the fact that oh he didn't run uh, out of twelve personnel enough he didn't utilize play action enough because Eli Manning is such a limited quarterback that he do, that he can only do two or three things correctly. If we're, even if we're just looking at this game and we did lose today, and if we're just looking at this game, you know what? There were tangible signs of hope, especially on the offensive side of the ball. I'm happy with that. I'm happy with that because this, this sign that we're moving to Daniel Jones, it is, it it releases the pressure of the Giants that... Because they have a quarterback who's making 23 million. Is he making 23 or 17 million? I don't know. Because you have a quarterback that's making at least $17 million this year, you feel like you have to go out and you have to win. And if you don't win, it's a failure. No, now that Daniel Jones is in, it's a success that he is playing. It's a success that he is out there and he is getting those reps and he is getting those repetitions to really get used to the speed of the NFL. That's a win within itself. It's a win within it itself. So Perfect. that's that's all that I have to say. That It's just a win to see something different. And again, breath of fresh air. It's a new change of pace. It's a new face, basically, to the franchise that we hope to see for the next 15 years. I think they lose, but I hope I can walk away from this game saying to myself, you know what, Pat Shermer, you did fine. You did a good job. You did a good job with play calling. You did a good job of utilizing the strengths of this offense. You know, you hope that you can walk away and say, you know what, Daniel Jones, maybe let's go to your home opener the next week and try to win that. You know, you're know, 0-3 and basically your season is already over in terms of playoff, you know, playoff aspirations. But we already knew heading into the season that this team was probably not a playoff team anyway. But give us some, sign of, some signs of tangible hope and aspirations, even if you're not going to win the football game. Because that's what this move is. Right. That's what this move is when you're moving away from Eli Manning. Um, so David, do you have anything else?
1: Um really quick, we didn't talk at all at all about um how we think Saquon's gonna do. We need to, you know, you, you gotta spend a little bit of time talking with Saquon. He's gonna be good. I so <laughs> yeah, he definitely will be. Um I saw a comment from I always do this, I forget what player on the Bucks said, We're gonna make Daniel Jones beat us. That will be the game plan for every defense until yeah. until proven otherwise, until further notice. Yeah. The game plan will be make Daniel Jones beat us because the the point is you know what Saquon can do to you so you need yeah. to make sure that he he's not going to be the one who beats you. Yeah,
0: Cam Newton couldn't beat him.
1: Now, what's going to be really interesting is if in the first half, Pat Shermer comes out, gives Daniel Jones a couple of not just gimme throws, but you know, go you know go throw it throws, go go make a play throw. If he completes a couple of them, that could mean. Very, very big things for Saquon Barkley because defenses for basically Saquon's entire career have been able to keep an extra eye on Saquon and not on Eli and the receivers. So I think if Daniel Jones proves early on that he's a little bit more capable and he's making plays that defenses haven't seen the Giants make on film in some time, Saquon Barkley is going to find himself a lot more running room and a lot more opportunities to get the ball in different kinds of situations. So it's going to be very interesting also to see what Daniel Jones means for Saquon Barkley as well as the defense, but essentially this game is all about what can Daniel Jones prove. And and I'm not and I'm also just I want to get really quick if Daniel Jones goes out there and 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 it's a stinker and it's, you know, 16 of uh 32 for 165 yards, a touchdown and two picks, let's not jump. Because at the end of the day, as optimistic as a lot of Giants fans are, and as apologetic for a lot of the reasons why they're 0-2 right now, that as I am, the point is this is still an NFL debut on an 0-2 team with a weak defense. And... A not even healthy, even when healthy, a not super deep receiving core that's not even healthy right now. Right. So this is a it's a low risk, high reward situation for Daniel Jones, which is why this is the perfect opportunity for him to play. So let's let's just all keep our finger as far from the panic button as we can when it comes to Daniel Jones specifically.
0: You know who's going to be really critical of him though? Eli supporters. They're oh, yeah. gonna, they're going to hate him. Oh, they're yeah. going to hate him. They're gonna hate him. All right, so um David, it's time. It's been over seven million minutes. I have seasons of love playing in the background, as evidenced by
1: Justin a rendition of seasons of love.
0: Seasons of love. It's been what I said. How many? How many thousands of days? Uh, 5,815. Yeah, five thousand. Or I think it's four hundred eighteen. I think you have a uh, dyslexia. Thousand. That's not nice. That's not nice. That's right. So let's uh, let's end it there. Um, thank you for listening. Go Giants. Go Giants. Be well, and we'll see you next week. Go Daniel Jones. We love you. Goodbye. Stay beautiful.